bottom line up front, marketers and marketing teams often fall into the trap of seeking out consensus when they should be looking for collaboration. Today's episode covers just that. Hi there, Steve here. Welcome to 15 Minute CMO. Joining me today is Brooks Lockett. He's a freelance copywriter, owner, proprietor of brookslockett.com. He's got a deep background in like software and startup marketing in general with specialties around website, landing pages, case studies, long form, like think about really like a great digital presence. And of those dozens of clients, there are names that you recognize. So I'm going to skip all that. Best thing you can be doing to confirm his bona fides is just like check out his work. That link is in the description below. And we're going to talk about some fun stuff. So Brooks, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, Steve, thanks for having me. Uh, jumping right into it, uh, we came to this conversation based off of like a post you made, actually. And I was like, oh, man, I got to talk to Brooks about this, where you have noticed some trends over the years around how executive leaders who don't necessarily have a background in marketing uh, approach things in the marketing world. And just kind of set the stage for us a little bit about what you've seen there over the years. Yeah, so the I'll give you the context behind that post. So the inspiration behind that post was, you know, I've, I've been doing this a while and I've, you know, seen a lot of different companies and I've seen um, the great, the good, the bad and, and the ugly. And of course, that exists at, at every company and some more than others. But it's kind of a trend that I have noticed and none of it, you know, the none of the sentiment is to be abrasive or calling people out specifically it's more just about you know adopting the right mindset to actually grow through marketing you know some businesses don't grow uh through marketing they grow through direct sales or word of mouth and don't do any marketing and that's that's totally fine but i do think um marketers in my experience need to draw more of a line uh, in terms of who gets to critique the work that comes out of their department or whether that's their work directly or not. Um, and I think one, one of the, the key things that I've seen that, that I actually do in, in my business, because I'm in, I'm in the business of creating deliverables that people see, give feedback on, send to their executives for you know approval and, and things like that, and then deploy them for, you know, thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands, potentially millions of people to mm -hmm. see millions, uh, hundreds of thousands of businesses to see. And that's not a small thing. And that's something that requires a lot of specific expertise when it comes to actually creating those deliverables. So I think one of the things that I often tell people is it helps to be a tiny, tiny bit, just a little t teensy bit um, defensive about your work. And by that, I mean, if somebody's going to tell you their opinion on the work that you just created, you should put up a line saying you probably need to have some data or some, whether that's qualitative or quantitative to back up the feedback you're giving me on my work. I think a lot of times um, marketers might just send something to uh, other executives or people on their team and just say thoughts and then they open up the door for any level of feedback, whether that's helpful feedback or unhelpful feedback. Yeah. And I just, I, I'm really passionate about sort of changing that conversation. I, you, your inclusion of that thoughts, question mark, I've done it. 
I'm guilty of that. I've regretted probably 90% of the emails that come back. And again, I think what you're saying too, not, not the responder's fault. I asked for your thoughts and they responded genuinely with their thoughts on it. And like you said, maybe marketers are being a little bit too accommodating as opposed to assertive, not mean, defensive in some ways. Yeah. But assertive around the work they're doing. That's, I mean, it's a really good point. You, you said that you've seen like the great, the good, the bad, the ugly. Have you uh, noticed any differentiators between those? Like, have you ever, like, what would make you say something was great versus ugly? Well, I mean, the, I think in term, I'll give you kind of the, the great, I would, I would classify the last point as, you know, bad mm. and counterproductive and causes a lot of heartache and wasted time and wasted work for a lot of people. So I think that would classify on that end of the spectrum. But in terms of the good things, like, especially at the companies I work with, I can't speak for all industries, but I'm sure there's similarities and parallels. I mean, I work at a lot with, with a lot of, you know, enterprise focused SaaS companies, AI companies, B2B companies. There's some experts at this company. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying don't ask for feedback. I'm not saying don't accommodate any sort of feedback. And I think at its best, it's a collaborative effort. You know, one, one copywriter is not going to make the whole company. One salesperson is not going to make the whole company. One ops person isn't going to make the whole company. But when you do see that alignment and when the expectations are set, because I mean, okay, go, go to a sales leader and just start giving them unsolicited feedback on how to build the sales process and go tell them that cold calling sucks and that they shouldn't cold call. They're probably going to, they're not going to take your shit. Like, I'm sorry. And same thing with a CEO. And, and, and I feel like it's just funny how marketing is almost like in a lot of companies, the default for getting walked all over. And it's, it's a very subtle thing. It's not like, company uh, departments are coming in and abrasively telling marketing that they suck. Maybe at some companies, I don't want to work with those mm -hmm. companies. Um, but it's just, it, it, it feels like it's the default for everyone to have a say and for everyone to do marketing by consensus. And that's the worst kind of marketing. That's why we see so much noise and so little signal. That's a great phrase, marketing by consensus. You talked about how it can be a collaboration, but consensus to you, I imagine, does not mean the same thing. Collaboration and consensus are not the same thing in your mind, uh, I wouldn't think, based on what you just said. What, if you were, uh, when you are doing this, right, when you are seeking feedback from an expert at a client, um, but you know you want to defend some corners or some, some of the areas of your work, what, what sort of conversations or strategies or phrases do you use to keep that conversation going without coming across as, uh, you know, the, the abrasive outsider that you don't want to be. Yeah, no, there's, and the cool thing about this is there are some specific tactics you can use. Um, one of which I use is, uh, you know, if anyone uses cloud app or loom or any screen recording software, um, for example, I'll talk about it from the perspective of a copywriter. If I'm turning in, you know, a set of seven wireframes for my client, with totally revamped messaging for their corporate sites, like their homepage, pricing page, feature pages, like the high traffic stuff that really needs to convert. I call these conversion deliverables. Uh, for each page, I make a screen recording of myself explaining in depth, you know, these could go anywhere from 10 minutes to 20 minutes, depending on the content. Um, 
and I explain the why behind, because if you just hand them words on a page, they're gonna see words on a page. But if you hand them words on a page and you go, hey, before you take a look at the wireframes, before you take a look at the copy, it's only fair to you for me to explain the context behind why all these decisions were made. So please watch this first, and then if you have any questions after that, please get back to me. I can't tell you how many problems that has solved. In, in my business, and I hear this from other copywriters, I hear this from designers, content people, like people wanna understand the thought process. And when you are just religious about communicating your thought process, it solves so many freaking problems for you because people feel heard. They feel like you have a why and you have data behind why you made decisions. And the thing I do is I tie it back to the voice of customer data, the customer analysis that we do beforehand. So that way they feel like, okay, they rigorously kind of analyze the market, the customer data, the qualitative, quantitative stuff. So they have reasons why, and there's there's some real meat behind this. And it kind of says, it kind of sends the message of, if I just wanna quickly throw in my opinion, it might honestly not make me look the best because it's gonna require a real mental effort if I wanna get in the ring and start debating what the messaging should say. So I think it's almost like a healthy way of putting up a, just enough of a barrier so that it encourages the right feedback and discourages just lazy feedback. That's the that goal. That is, so data-backed, qualitative, quantitative. I love the, you said loom, so really an asynchronous screen record with a video. So there's that personal touch to here's what, here's Brooks and why I'm delivering this, what it means, et cetera. Um, all in the effort of encouraging quality feedback. That is really good advice. I would imagine a lot of folks could benefit from just incorporating that tool into their delivery mechanism, as opposed to, like you said, an email. Thoughts? Like, so if you ask for it, you're going to get it. If you ask for good quality yeah. feedback from a position of, of knowledge and authority, like you said, you're, you're building up an expectation for the quality of that feedback. That's, I think, uh, marketers, um, rookie and wily vet alike are going to benefit from that i mean shoot you could take that to maybe even like the email copy encouraging sales reps to use the loom as they start to do their outreach um i i've now i'm spitballing but it, why not use the tool <laughs> if it's out there right um yeah this uh you know you've mentioned that and like you've basically I mean, you maybe don't see it at all of your clients, but would you say that it's pretty common to be running into uh, the marketing by consensus as opposed to um, marketing, leading marketing with some collaboration? Not always. I mean, I'd say it's it, it varies vastly. Um, I think I've had some where the you know VP makes complete unilateral decisions. I've turned in uh, like really not, not, not a controversial, but just like really sharp, you know, really, uh, stylized and like aggressive copy to clients before. And they've just gone, Oh, I love this. This will be on the site tomorrow. And I mean, and then I've had copy that's not that confrontational. It's very, uh, mi you know, middle of the road quality, but not too like aggressive in, in, from a stylistic standpoint. And I've had that get, stuck in feedback, even with all the, you know, all the strategies and explanations and things like that, that, you know, it, it's just, it's mainly for me, like fundamentally about controlling what you can control. And, but 
still with marketing and sales and growth, there are a lot of variables. And especially when you're a consultant like me, um, you run into a lot of those variables and it's really up to you to control the things you can control and deliver quality, uh, quality data, quality work to clients. And that's really the best thing you can do. But I would say to answer your question, it, it absolutely varies. Fair answer. Um, certainly every, I mean, there's as many, uh, management styles and company cultures as there are human beings within organizations. So I get that. <clears throat> and I, I'm, my next question is in the context of your general opinion of market trend. I don't want to put any of your clients on blast or any of your potential clients uh, on a nervous uh, track here, but I'm going to ask you really, is this a, a problem that's growing or shrinking in, in the SaaS uh, in the set, in your in your ballywick of expertise, is this something where you're getting a lot more of that um, demand? You know, to have the the clients, not your clients. Is this problem growing or shrinking in the SaaS world? Do you think? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my mm -hmm. take. Um, some people may disagree. This is just what I'm seeing. I think for the past like you know ten years, five years it was absolutely growing because we had easy money from like a macroeconomic perspective. And I think companies were very willing to just throw away money, throw away time. Uh, you know, I've had entire projects go in the crapper just because they changed their positioning on a dime and they didn't care because it was VC monopoly money. Um, and that's, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and months of time wasted. And of course, like for me, yeah, I got paid. That's fine. But you hate to see all that time and energy just, just go down the toilet. I mean, I think, but now, I mean, I think not to bring in like global macroeconomic factors, but it does play a role. I think companies have gotten a lot more uh, frugal and a lot more strategic and they want to make sure that all the, all every ounce of budget is getting some form of return, which is honestly how it should have been anyway. Like I would call that good economic behavior, good business behavior, good business practice. And not wasting money and not wasting the time and energy you spend on consultants um, and just work in general. So I would say it's actually my my view is that it, it was inflating, 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 and then boom, it deflated. And now it's deflating and companies are kind of back to this. Okay, like it's a, it's a more brutal economic climate. Let's make these dollars last and let's not waste any time. Let's not waste any creative energy. Let's put that to work. So I would say it's actually getting better given the unfortunate circumstances. Well, dollars, as you mentioned, are worth more now, right? The value, because there's fewer of them, are being allocated to experts like yourself. So why not listen to the expert and let them do their job, right? Right. Well, believe it or not, that's 15 minutes. Brooks, thanks for being on the show, man. <laughs>